0: Hey there, welcome to Synergistic Healing. I'm your host, Kristen Bango, and we're here to talk about all things health and wellness. In this podcast, we cover things from alternative practices to conventional practices and everything in between because we believe that everything you do to further your health and wellness works in synergy together to create the best version of yourself, and that looks different for everyone. So the aim of this podcast is to introduce you to different areas of health and wellness and pick the things that resonate with you so you can explore them further. So let's dive into this week's episode. Hey there, today we're talking with Alicia Gandolfo, and she's a life coach and yoga teacher, and she helps women reconnect
1: with their intuition and feminine energy to uncover their passion in their careers. So, today we're going to talk about following your passion, and specifically as it relates to our careers as women. So, welcome. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. Can you kind of uh, talk a little bit about how you kind of started to? Um, get into this this coaching practice of helping women in their careers?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for having me. I'm so excited and happy to be here. And uh, so, yeah, a little bit of my background, I started to get interested in coaching when I was studying my master's in marketing. So it wasn't really connected to what I'm doing now. And uh, I was in the middle of like a work and study period. And um, during the job, I realized that I wasn't really connected with with what I was doing. And I started to question myself. And I was was in another city, like a smaller city. So it was an environment that was, that helped me to be more introspective because I knew less people. Uh, I had, you know, a big change in life to be there. And um, so during that time, I started to question what really would make me happy. I was about 24 years old, so I was, I was pretty young. And I, I really wanted to feel vibrant, really excited about my life, but I wasn't. And I started to work with a coach, and uh, that work really opened up a lot for me. And I started to you know, Google about things around wellness and coaching and uh, just finding all these incredible blogs And uh, little by little, it was like quite a a long transition that took a few years. And um, also to, you know, to discuss about the change with family, with friends. It was very different from, you know, what I was doing, what I was supposed to be doing before. So that's how I got there a little bit. And at the same time, I did a yoga teacher training. So I became a yoga teacher. Mm -hmm. And I I guess there were like, you know, both ways to get out of what I was doing previously. And there were like bridges to take me out and uh, of the you know beaten paths and find my way and have fun with that. So yeah, that's
1: how it started in a very brief way. <laughs> you know, in your own experience too, that you were looking for a way to kind of feel more excited about your life because I feel like a lot of times people, um, men and women, get stuck in a in a job or in in a career that maybe they didn't necessarily choose, or they kind of fell into, or maybe they started out loving it and found out it wasn't really for them. And they're looking for a way to feel more excited about their lives because you spend a lot of time working, right? So you should enjoy what you're doing uh, as much as possible. I had a, it's funny, I kind of started out on a a different path as well. My original uh, career path, I went to school for criminal justice and I was kind of like partway (laughs) into it. And I was like, I don't think that I liked it and it fascinated me and I really enjoyed like the study of it. But then as I'm thinking about the actual career path, I'm like, I don't know if I could compartmentalize this enough to be able to because I'm a super I feel uh, like emotions deeply. I can't let emotions go easily. So I was like, I don't know if I could actually do this as much as it fascinated me before I got into it. Uh, so I made a complete 180 switch. I got like call my mom I was in college I was like I think I'm gonna go to nail school <laughs> So I started doing nails and then that kind of snowballed into my health and wellness career from that point but it was like a total like switch around because I was like this is gonna be way too hard on my emotional state
2: <laughs> yeah oh my god I, I can relate to that totally and your story oh my god is really fascinating it's, it's a complete shift and uh, I think for me as well was uh, the emotional side was very important because I am an empath, highly sensitive person. And um, it's true that the experiences I was having in the, in the job, I was taking them at home and I was just staying with the feelings all the time. And, uh, and I was very fascinated by people. So all the stories, all the things that were going inside the people I was working with, I was feeling them a lot. So I can totally, totally relate to that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it's fascinating how we have that, that that feeling inside that maybe we study something and we are interested in that, and it sounds obvious. Sometimes it sounds just as part of the you know the path that we should go, we should follow. And then when it gets closer to actually starting working in that field, then we you know the our mind start thinking differently and like okay, oh my god, now I actually have to work into that and. I actually have to do it as a job. So that was a big switch for me. Like the study part was amazing. I've always loved studying. So that was very natural for me and I never questioned it. But then when I was getting closer to my degree and actually, okay, now it's time to get into the real world and do it. And and I started to, to question myself, do I really want to do it? Do I want to be in the feet of the, you know, of the women that I see working in high level corporate jobs with the stress and with the sacrifices on their personal life and and I remember I was looking up at a woman that was working um you know in one of the companies as I was having an experience in and I was like I don't want to be at our place in 10-15 years like I don't want to be where she is so that was a really clear feeling I had.
1: So you coach women kind of from um, following their intuition. So how, when someone comes to um, start working with you, what typically are they kind of feeling or what can be the kind of inclinations that maybe you might be feeling a pull in a different direction?
2: Mm -hmm. That's a very good question. Yeah, I, I feel like there are different profiles of people coming to me but something that they have in common is that they are feeling a little bit like uninspired and they don't feel passionate about what they're doing or maybe they had passion a few years before and after two three years they already question it so they are in a phase in which they they lost themselves a little bit as as people so maybe they change also country like that happens Quite a lot in uh, in my case maybe because it was my, my story as well because I changed country and so it's sometimes women that are like oh my god I'm living in this other country and now I I don't know why I am anymore and I don't even know if I like the job for, for which I changed country so that's an interesting situation but I think in general it's just like this feeling of uh, yeah feeling a bit like flat and inspired and not knowing why and not knowing what to do about it so not having the the tools to move forward and feeling stuck yeah the, the feeling of being stuck is very common and uh, yeah and then it's it can be a little bit different for each person but yeah it's whether like sometimes it's like knowing there is this inner knowing that they want to be doing something else and sometimes it's much more confused it's just like I know that I don't want to do this but I have no idea what else I would be able to do or I'm capable to do and there are a lot of you know, like uh, limitations that they put on themselves about what they are capable of and what they could be doing. So everything feels very rigid and uh, you know in the box in which they have been for, for a few years. So
1: yeah, and I think that's a kind of a probably something that happens to a lot of people, especially like when you're saying, oh, you've started this um, education path or maybe you've just started into the career. Now you feel obligated, like that's you know, you've spent money to learn how to do something, or you've gotten into this maybe really good job, but find out you don't really like it. And then you feel almost like an obligation to stay there, even though it's not where you want to be. So if someone's kind of feeling like maybe the stuck feeling that you're talking about, what are, and maybe they don't know where to go next. So that's probably something that happens a lot. Like they know that this wasn't turning out the way that they had anticipated, but they don't know where else to go from there. What are some things like some tools or some tips that you could give people that maybe might help them find that passion that they are lacking, but don't really know where to go?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. So I think the first step is actually to get out of their head. So when they're stuck, they really feel overthinking, they are spending all their time wondering, you know, what they should be doing and getting caught up into this space. So For me, the real step, the real first step is really to get out of their heads and get into connection with their feelings and with their intuition, with their heart space and very simply also with our body because, uh, you know, like anxiety and overthinking is really stuck in the head and when we move out of that, we can connect with much more clarity and freedom in our body. So for me, like the key thing is really to... Uh, get out of that space and get to know yourself because it's very easy to go from one job to another hoping that the next job will solve the solution will solve the problem and you will find suddenly the perfect thing and expecting the perfect external conditions which is often our expectation you know like oh maybe the next job is going to be it's going to give me what what I don't have now and I'm going to be satisfied so it's really about understanding that No external condition can fix you. I can can solve that feeling of insatisfaction you have. So really get to know yourself and spend time in stillness. Spend time with yourself as a real first step. And this can be just like letting go a little bit of that hold, of that hold on that, on wanting to have the solution and connect through like more physical activity, yoga, going for walks, just, you know, finding back your normal everyday life and going back to appreciate that and also then after you know having that stillness you can actually connect to your intuition and you can actually experiment things and try and start to try out just what calls you in that moment even if it seems not related at all to a job you can do but just saying okay maybe you know this theater class sounds exciting or there is something in there for me. I'm going to try it without expectations and just see, you know, which kind of information and uh, insights I can get from that. And, and for me, it's really about, you know, opening up to this exploratory phase in a very playful way without expecting that the first thing we try is going to be the, you know, the answer to our, our problem. So give yourself, I would say like connect to yourself, give yourself time and space to play and experiment without wanting to jump into the solution, even if the uncertainty is the scariest thing that we experience, of course, as human beings. But it's really like learning to accept that it's okay not to know, and we can just be in this uh, space in between.
1: You know, especially if you're not sure, and even if you are, there's always like, even if you're in a, in a field or a, a path that you enjoy, there's always other little things that you might be able to bring in. So I think that's even a good tip, just in general to kind of really kind of think about what do I actually enjoy doing? Like get to know yourself a little better, like not what my obligations are, not what I feel like I should be doing or I have to be doing, but taking a little bit of time to incorporate in things that spark an interest or um, maybe light a little, you know, the idea of it makes you a little happy. So you you kind of invite those things in and then experiment with them. Like you're saying, so that you can see really what interests you instead of just hoping that the next thing or the next thing or the next thing is gonna be the thing that makes you happy. Cause like you're saying, external things don't really make us happy. We have to be content within ourselves first, and then the other stuff kind of falls into place. And some of it what we find maybe we thought we wouldn't be happy doing doesn't really bother us anymore because we're content in in kind of what content and maybe um, confident in ourselves, right?
2: Yeah, that's really like the most
1: important thing. And there is an analogy that I
2: often use in coaching and it's thinking about you as a boat and uh, around you, maybe there may be a storm. You know, it may be like a difficult situation with a lot of external conditions that are not favorable for you, but you can't expect to control the sea. You know, you can't expect to control... Everything that is happening, the only thing that you can control is your boat. So you can, you know, make it strong, make it uh, reliable, have your back, and really being able to find that stability there. And then say, okay, maybe in the next job, you know, it's not going to be perfect because it's never perfect. But at least I have this steadiness inside and I can handle it. My attitude is different. I have better knowing of myself. I even take it a bit less seriously than, than maybe before when I was, you know, putting all these studies and all these all this effort into the specific job. So I love this analogy because it really gives the idea of like, oh my God, I have, I have my little boat. That's who I can control. And, you know, the rest is just part of the, the experience, you know, the experience of the job market, the experience of life in general.
1: Yeah, that's a great analogy. So if people are, do you have any maybe tips or um, exercises or things that you uh, kind of recommend that people do if they're like, well, all that sounds great, but I don't know how to get out of my own head, or I don't know how to like um, connect with my body, or I don't know how to kind of get out of that space where the wheels are turning. Because I mean, we all do it at some point—overanalyze and try to think of every scenario and try to like play all the things out in our heads, and they never turn out that way. So it's totally <laughs> you know, what's going to happen is never the things that you think about that's going to happen, but it's so easy to get stuck in your head and the what ifs and the, you know, am I making the right decision? So how can people kind of get out of their head and start this process of, of being a little bit more free and and willing to explore?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think the first tool that I like to use is journaling. So it's writing and I, I've always loved writing. So I have always resonated with that a lot. But I also find that for people, even the ones that are not used to write, it's very, very powerful because it's a way in which you can just let your thoughts go free and not think about, you know, anyone reading what you're writing, it's just for yourself. And it's the first way to really let it out that you can use anywhere you are, you know, in, even if you're in your current job and you're not enjoying yourself, you can find a moment to take a break and just let out, you know, all the thoughts that are going through your mind. So that's a very good tool. And sometimes it's nice also when it's a bit guided, you know, with some questions that can guide you to explore your uh, your current state, your emotions, and your interests. So it, it can be like an ongoing process. And then another tool is, uh, is probably a bit of a cliche, but breathing and meditation. I find that breathing, you know, is the only way in which we can connect to our nervous system and really control the state uh, in which we feel. So um, yeah, meditation is great. Or even just taking 10 deep breaths a few times a day can be really a way to get back into your body and, and connect to that. And that is, again, accessible anywhere all the time. And another one that I really love and I adore, it's uh, nature. So just taking a walk, getting out and spending some time in nature, such a healing effect and can really you know the fact of walking is, is a little bit like a meditation so can really help you to again get out of your head and spend time with yourself and, uh, and yeah like something that I think is really really important is to learn to spend time with yourself which is something that nowadays is very rare and a lot of people try to escape from that which I totally understand it can be very scary to be with your emotions but Especially in a phase of transition, that's essential because that's probably the only moment in which you can really get to know yourself and really face your doubts and everything that is going on. And uh, so that's that's very important. So sometimes I invite people to um, have a little corner of their house in which they can just sit, be in stillness, do some writing, do some meditation, even if it's just for five, ten minutes in a day. It can be really a ritual that they create, and it's the moment in which they have this introspection and this connection to what they really want and what, what do they need in that moment. So uh, yeah, these are some of the tools. And and, I, and again, like exercise, moving the body is probably one of the quickest ways, again, to to get out of your head and, uh, and be in connection with yourself, so.
1: Yeah, those are all great tips. And I think they're, I mean, what you're talking about, too, and it all kind of relates to all areas of life and, and, and your health and wellness and all that. Because when you're all in your head and, and frazzled and discontent and disconnected, then it's not just, I know we're talking kind of specifically about, you know, following your passion in a career, but it, all that affects every area of your life. It's not just, and we spend a lot of time at work. So it is important that even if it's not the ideal situation that we can find a little piece of joy in it or a little thing that we like or a little, you know, something in it that, that takes away from some of the negativity, even if it's not exactly what we're looking for. But at the same time, if you're going to work dreading it every day and you're coming home angry every day, then that's going to trickle through everything Absolutely. that you're doing and yeah. and if you're disconnected and you're just trying to escape from everything as soon as you walk in the door after work then you know that's that's not living a full life right so i think yeah. that even if we're talking yeah, about, it, about uh,
2: yeah raising the vibrations basically like raising your vibration feeling good because then when you feel good you have more confidence in yourself and you're able to make better decisions so getting out of that state of uh, funk is really really important uh, in that moment, like in, as you said, in any other aspects of life. So that, that's really important. And I think that all of this is also connected to reconnecting to your feminine energy because since the, the work, the job environment that we have, uh, we have grown up with is very masculine driven, it's really life-changing to have practices that allow you to reconnect to your feminine energy which is the energy of intuition of, uh, you know, slowing down a little bit and finding back that playfulness, that joy that that we we'll lose when we are only into a masculine driven state. That I think it's the reason that, you know, it makes us depressed or, or very, you know, overly stressed in the job we are, we are having. So that's very key.
1: And so when you say finding your uh, feminine energy and like, is that, are these, those tips that you shared earlier, are those similar as to the way you're, you're gonna reconnect with that as well? So if you're starting to kind of reconnect with yourself, then you're gonna kind of automatically start to reconnect with yeah. that feminine energy?
2: I really think so. I really think they are very connected because the feminine energy lives in the body and in the heart. And so in the moment in which we get out of the mind, we are naturally connecting with our essence. As, especially as women, we have more feminine energy than masculine energy in general it's not the case for everybody but you know we have more of a tendency towards unnatural feminine energy so that's where our state is uh, is the happiest that's where we feel the, the best and uh, so these tools they definitely help us to explore that and um, and also yeah embracing our femininity in uh, in the way we dress in the way we move all of these is kind of part of the same. Of the same idea of like slowing down, finding pleasure in the little things of of every day, and uh, and I really think they reconnect us back to ourselves and what we what we really want, what we really like, and uh, and we are so disconnected from that because we are conditioned by oh my god, I've been saying this for twenty years, so how can I doubt it? How can I change career? How can I you know question the status quo of these very prestigious maybe job that I'm doing? Uh, how could I be doing something different? So there is a lot of uh, judgment, self-judgment around that. But um, yeah, this phase, this initial phase is very necessary. Uh, yeah, even if we want to escape it, but <laughs> it's probably the key to, to start to start the, the
1: process. Yeah, and, and then so you touched on a little bit. So I feel like um if we've kind of started to implement this practice, maybe we know another direction we're going, we kind of want to go in, or we kind of want to explore a little bit more. And we've been in doing that a little bit. Uh, and then you come up against the self-doubt or that self-judgment or the thing that says, no, you really shouldn't just throw that 20 years away at the, at that job, or you shouldn't just make a complete shift. Like that's crazy. Uh, so yeah. how do we, how do we kind of tame that inner critic that's that's try, kind of trying to push against us if we have decided that you know maybe there's this other path we want to follow
2: yeah yeah that's another quick great question i think first of all to be aware of it because i think that's most of the times we don't even realize that we have this inner critic and we're guided by these uh these so having being aware of the fact that this inner critic is not us so it's not our full self is really important because then we can uh, listen to what it says. We can look at some trends, you know, we can write down. Sometimes I really ask clients to, okay, write down whatever this critic is saying, and then we can challenge it. We can really ask, is it true? You know, how, how true is that? How, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen if you, if you just try and go into that direction? So, so it's really about being aware and then challenging what it says and rewriting a little bit the story. So, um, you know, looking, uh, looking at, you know, where it comes from is important. So what are the reasons that we are, you are thinking about it? You are, you know, you are having that thought, but also changing it and uh, opening up to new possibilities, to new opportunities and say like, what about we think of it differently? and it's really funny like I was talking yesterday to a client and um and it was exactly this situation she was like so like she had such a negative connotation of the word work for her work is it was all about sacrifice it was all about you know that's what she learned that's what she's been experiencing all her life so we were we were just thinking what about we change the definition of this work for you What What's another definition that you can give to work? You know, it doesn't have to be connected to only making money and to only, uh, you know, getting through the day and getting through the the year. So what's another way you can look at that? So really challenging a little bit uh, the way we talk to ourselves and learning to be more compassionate, kinder, and having a narrative that is more supportive. Of what we are trying to do, because otherwise we are always gonna be stuck there. And sometimes also a little bit, um, maybe taking some space from people that take you back to that negative narrative. So uh, it's very common that maybe family members or friends, they are, uh, you know, they are stuck as well in the same narrative as you. And uh, so in the moment in which you start to change that way of thinking, uh, it's important to create some space and be with people that support you because otherwise it's really, really hard to make, to make a positive change. If you're, if you're in an environment that takes you back to, you know, to, to the negative, negative way of seeing things.
1: Yeah. I think, and that kind of circles back around it that. If when you really know yourself and you're really um, kind of figure out what your core values are and what's really important to you, and then you kind of, calm that chatter in your brain and really listen to what your intuition is telling you or where, where your intuition is telling you, like a path that's kind of telling you to go down, that that kind of all circles back around into that, like really knowing what, what's important to you and then being able to trust that you're making a decision, yeah. whatever comes up in that decision, then you're going to be able to handle it. You know, whether it's, it's what you anticipated or not, if you're, if you followed a path that you're truly passionate about and you've trusted yourself, then you're going to be able to, to, like you're saying with the boat again, you're going to be able to take whatever's thrown at you because you kind of shored up and made sure that you, you have a good foundation.
2: Yeah, that you're boat. okay with yourself. Um, and that's the hardest thing. I think the, the key word is really trust. And that's like a continuous process because we are always going to go back into you know, self-doubt and uh, not knowing if we are crazy or if it makes uh, any sense. So practicing that trust is really, really difficult, but it's also the most important thing to say, like, okay, like my intuition is saying that and I trust it and I actually go that way. So that's really yeah, a turning point when we start to trust that. And also like yeah, being kind to ourselves and say like, okay, you know, like sometimes I will go back to that negative thought. That's that's fine. Let's just, you know, it's a it's a work in progress.
1: And it's and totally don't let yourself final. fall into the cycle, right?
2: yeah yeah exactly yeah don't yeah don't get stuck in the cycle but just keep on going keep on moving forward with the with the trust and with the positive narrative that you are creating so it's a continuous work and i think part of a big part of the coaching is is in that you know in that space in the phase of like uh supporting the person and uh really help them to see things more objectively believe in themselves over and over again so that's uh yeah, that's key. And, and I would add also to be okay with when you change your mind because sometimes, uh, you know, in this initial phase, maybe we have found something that we think is the new thing and that, you know, is very exciting. And then maybe we're disappointed because, you know, it doesn't turn out well or it doesn't develop. And, uh, and it's okay to change and, you know, change your mind, try something else. And as long as, you know, you have that foundation, it becomes less important what you're doing, you know? So it's just about, you know, keep on growing and then maybe that thing will resonate for a couple of years or more, but maybe at some point you will change your mind and you will want to do something even different. So it's all part of, you know, being aligned with yourself. And once you have that, then the path can look different and evolve.
1: I mean it's about being fulfilled in yourself first, right? And then and then going from that point. But to kind of what you're speaking of as well, you're not the same person at 20 as you are at 30 as you are at 50, you know. So you 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 as a person changes and evolves as you gain life experiences and as you, you know, kind of go through the different seasons of life. So it's not like that crazy to think that, okay, my passion in my, in my job or what I'm doing for a living is going to also change as I, as a person grow and evolve and change. I'm not the same person I was five years ago or 10 years ago, thank goodness, (laughs) or 15 years ago. Um, and my passions have changed numerous times through the course of those, those years as well. So, I mean, and like you're saying, if we're confident in, in who we are as people and we know ourselves then then we can't really go wrong by following. Exactly. yeah, there are no mistakes. Yeah, there
2: are no mistakes in that case, yeah. And it's always like knowing that you will never lose your essence. You know, like sometimes people are like, oh my God, but I, I relate so much to my job as my identity. But, you know, the truth is that you are not only that. So your essence will always be there if you if you keep connected to that. So even if you go through a difficult phase in your career, or if you change your mind, you know, you, you can always go back to that. And that's, yeah, that's a very grounding point. Or if you are now in a, in a career in which you don't feel like you're yourself, you know, still knowing that you are inside there, you know, like your, your essence is
1: there. You didn't lose it. Yeah, that's a great point. So can we, um, do you have any little kind of parting uh, bits of advice for maybe someone who's like, feeling that pull like they need to make a, a change or they're feeling um like they need to shift or 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 um kind of start to tap into some of this do you have any kind of advice for anybody who's listening that might be feeling that pull that you're talking about to explore mm-hmm.
2: yeah i would say uh let it grow and explore it like uh don't close it off don't judge it you know just uh take advantage of that initial moment to just uh, be with it and maybe, again, maybe write it down or note some ideas, some, some needs that you have. Yeah, I would say, like, something really important is to connect to what you actually really need and what's important for you. Like, I work, I work a lot around values. So probably, like, a very nice starting point in that case is to, to know what is important to me. What are my main values? Because once we know our values, again, we cannot go wrong because we know that if we are fulfilling that aspects that are really important for us, we are already in the right direction. So it's it's not about, you know, finding exactly what you're going to be doing, but just feeling like, okay, you know, if, if these values are fulfilled, uh, I know that I will be okay. So if, for example, you want to be close to your family or you, you know, you have... Uh, you really like the sea, and you want to live next to the sea, or, uh, or even more practically, if um, you know, like, honesty is very important for you, freedom is important for you. You are probably more inclined to choose something that resonates with these values if you are aware with them, instead of getting caught up into nice opportunities that are maybe financially attractive, but then they don't resonate with your values, I and mean, maybe, maybe they will propose you a job that is on the other side of. Uh, Of the country and uh, in a in a smaller city, and you really love culture and you really love to be close to your family. That is not gonna you know that is not not gonna make you happy, even if it's the most attractive job in the world. So I would say check in with your values. So simply ask yourself, what's important for me in life, in my lifestyle? You know what's if I was uh, ninety years old and I was looking back at my life, you know what What are the elements that uh, I would really remember about that? That are really, really important for me, and how can I uh, walk, uh, go toward a job that resonates with them, that allow me to to live in that way instead of against it? So, so yeah, values are really, really important.
1: Yeah, I love that. Uh, So I know you have some some resources and stuff that people can kind of use to tap into their finding their passion right you have a resource yeah
2: i have a i have a free test they can take on my website which is called the passion test so they can just download it it's a pdf and uh, it will help them brainstorm and have some some play around what their passions are and i also have an ebook which is connected to that which is called uncover your passions and i take them through 10 steps which are some of the things we touch today as well, uh, around uh, yeah how to go from stuck and confused to to actually getting much more clarity about your about your passion, yeah this 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 view that touches different aspects of your life so you can do it even if you're not changing job it can it can be interesting to explore.
1: Um, yeah, I think anybody who kind of feels that poll is going to really uh, benefit from doing some of these, your passion tests and the uncover your passion and looking into those more so that they can explore further what those like little voices inside are saying to them. So
0: thank you yeah, so much for great. offering that. Yeah. And thanks thank so much you. for chatting with you.
2: Yeah. yeah, it was my pleasure. I loved it.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Synergistic Healing. If you liked it, be sure to rate it and share it with anybody who you think might benefit from it. You can find me at kristinbango.com where you'll learn more about natural health and our natural health group, Synergistic Healing. Until next time.